0: As a leader of your company, you must stay up to date with your strategies and execution or risk obsolescence. Welcome to the Finnovate Show. Financial services innovators bringing you the future today. And now, here's your host, Jerry Purcell. It's the Finnovate
1: Show, brought to you by Innovation 360 Group. I'm Jerry Purcell. Get ready to think about your biggest challenges and capitalize on your biggest opportunities after this.
0: Executives depend on external consultants to fill knowledge and experience gaps or to have an experienced mind audit their thinking. The Innovation 360 Group brings together a wide range of proven thought leadership from around the globe and cost-effectively makes it available to you. Get the insights, advice, and systems you need to succeed. Learn more at www.innovation360.com.
1: Our guest today is Neil Oswald. Neil is a senior business leader who focuses on managing and executing large-scale transformation and change. Working across and through teams at a strategic, tactical, and operational level, Neil has improved organizational and operational effectiveness for clients as a consultant and in a number of executive roles over many years. As COO of Concentra Bank, Neil is working collaboratively across its partners and credit unions to improve its competitive position in the digital economy. What that means is seamless end-to-end process, improved client and employee engagement, and minimum risk. Welcome to the show, Neil. Thank you, Jared. I took a, a look at the website and I saw that Concentra Bank, its mantra is helping client dreams come true. Sounds very cool. Can you tell me a little bit more about the bank?
2: Well, we're a three hundred person organization who uh, works in the credit union space, originating assets for credit unions, as well as Um, generally doing uh, national banking across Canada to do that. And so right now we're uh, the 13th largest bank in Canada, and we have aspirations, of course, to go beyond that.
1: So like all the financial services organizations in the Canadian marketplace and other places, I'm sure that you've been impacted by today's environment, so to speak. What kind of implications has it had for the bank?
2: Well, we were fairly well prepared for COVID. Our IT people performed very well, and we were moved out of our offices um, early in the year and had everybody working from home in about a week and a half. Um, We're now actually planning a return to office, and uh, a large percentage of our staff are going to be working remote and remaining remote. And so our, our challenge now is a mixed virtual environment or if some people at the office, some people at home, and some people who are hybrids who rove and do work at various sites. So it's a very fluid, virtual model.
1: So as fluid and virtual as it might be, I'm, I'm sure it's challenging to innovate in a time when everyone's off in different corners. Can you tell me how innovation process has gone inside the bank?
2: Sure. Um, innovation is a frame of mind. Like it's the way you think about a problem. True uh, innovation, for me at least, starts with when you look at your constraints and you actually need to think about how you're going to solve that problem. So unconventional thinking out of the box, thinking thinking beyond the current problem to the future problem is probably a way to think about innovation. Um, We are a fairly nimble organization and uh, we approach a problem uh, proportionate to our size. We always have to work through partners to do most of what we do. And so we have now got a, an emerging partnership playbook about how we work with partners to innovate and grow our organization while serving our customers.
1: So uh, I'm sure you've seen a lot of change on the side of your partners and others, and people keep talking about the, the potential for the new normal. What kind of sort of needs do you think have emerged as a result of COVID and the environment that surrounds it?
2: Well, it's fairly straightforward. I mean, we are uh, more virtual than ever before. Digitization has accelerated. The need to deliver the same level of service in a non-physical form is just paramount. And we are a virtual bank, so we don't have any branches. And so for us, the transition has been uh, relatively straightforward. The other thing to think about in a digital world is to actually think beyond your four walls uh, because your perimeter is no longer your four walls. It is the partnership and the people you work with outside your four walls that deliver the client experience on an end-to-end basis so we think about how we partner who we partner with how we work with partners in the longer term to make sure that we deliver the right client and the employee experience
1: okay so there's got to be a secret sauce to some of this though so tell me about some learnings that you've uh, you've acquired in this sort of new and improved digital world sure
2: uh the secret sauce is actually knowing your position and playing your role We have a banking license and we have a trust license, and so we are a regulated entity and know how to operate in that environment. Many fintechs and partners want to work with us for that reason because we're small enough and nimble enough, and we understand how to make partnership work. So our secret sauce is our size, actually, and our nimbleness and the way we we work well in teams and with partners.
1: I expect, though, that you're you're only as good as your weakest partner. Have you had uh, exposures to environments where things haven't gone exactly as planned or preparedness was uh, at a certain level you thought and it wasn't or like that?
2: We, of course, like any organization, have issues, and we manage them very quickly, though. So I think uh, even like going to work-from-home environment, we were very quickly getting extra VPNs and getting extra laptops and extra uh, computer equipment from our suppliers. And we were a little ahead of the curve because we, we are actually operating um, as an agile management team since uh, November of this past year. And so our ELT, our executive leadership team, meets daily, as a daily scrum, responds quickly. And then we have agile teams throughout our organization working on certain product initiatives and working on certain um, major projects for ourselves. And that agility has allowed us to be very responsive in this marketplace. Not that we don't have issues, but we respond very quickly when we do.
1: Any big surprises or, or things that emerged that you weren't expecting?
2: Our biggest challenge is probably our managing our resources against our uh, capacity to want to take on work. And so, like most organizations, we want to do things and get things done. Uh, but we have to actually manage our resources in a smart way, in a, in a measured way. And so... Just like at the dinner table, sometimes our eyes are bigger than our stomachs, and we take on a little bit too much, and we have to manage back from that. To do that, in each of our Agile teams, we're tracking four strategic themes, Uh, client experience, employee engagement, growing partnerships, and strengthening our foundation. And we're tracking those themes and the execution of those themes against our strategy to make sure we make the progress we need to
1: in the important things that we need to get done. So all of this requires a great deal of change and positioning for change. So how do you make sure that the change takes place at the pace that you would like and uh, that you accomplish what you're setting out to do?
2: Good question, Jerry. The short-form answer about managing change is always stay focused on the customer and the employee experience. The long-form answer is that we have a saying about adopting an agile mindset, methods, and ways of working. Because there's five vectors that are converging here um, that need to be managed um, and the change vectors are leadership change, talent change, enabling, enabling technology change, data and analytics change, and business process change. And those five vectors of change are converging in this environment. In the past, you might have had one or two of those vectors change, but now we have all five changing. And we have to be very cognizant of all of that change in the organization. Um, So to, to manage that, we try to stay really well aligned on our strategy and our purpose and our culture and have our leaders operate against some leadership principles we've adopted. And then we also put the right people in the right role and let them execute, so basically stay out of their way. And we're enabling them with the technology that we're deploying. And and we're also using data and analytics to measure the inline operational performance in front of the customer while we're building end-to-end process focused on the client and employee outcomes we want. So that's how we try to manage those five vectors is is stay aligned, put the right people in the right role, deploy enabling technology, use data and analytics and insight to measure and manage, while building end-to-end process. It's simple if you think about it that way.
1: So, Neil, tell me tell me a little bit about the five vectors uh, in a little more detail. Maybe talk about leadership, perhaps, in terms of the sorts of things that you guys are thinking about. Yeah,
2: so, so leadership and ethics and culture, of course, eat strategy and execution for breakfast. If you have the wrong culture, you're not going to succeed. If you have the wrong leadership, you're not going to succeed. So we pay a lot of attention to our leadership principles. We pay a lot of attention to our employees and we listen. And so making sure we have the right culture to execute is important to us. And those leadership principles are things like being agile, being bold, being inspiring. And so we're trying to make sure those leadership principles come through in the daily actions that we have in how we execute.
0: The world is moving fast. It's difficult to keep up your executive team routinely needs new ideas to keep them ahead of the competition imagine having a plan in place in 30 days to focus your innovation efforts improve customer experience accelerate your move to digitization or increase speed to market our guide to accelerating your innovation agenda provides you with insights and time-saving resources to plan your path forward. Contact Jerry to book a quick call or for your complimentary copy at www.linkedin.com backslash in backslash Jerry Purcell G-E-R-R-Y-P-U-R-C-E-L-L or email Jerry at jerry.purcell at innovation360group.com
1: For a small bank, I'm sure it's challenging to make sure you have the right mix of talent and whatever. What sorts of things do you do to make sure that uh, that you've got the diversity that you need in terms of thinking and other things that are necessary to run a bank like uh, Concentra?
2: Yeah. We, of course, as I said earlier, we have a lot of partners that we rely on. So we will go and look for partners and look for third parties to help us when we don't have the experience in-house. We'll also try to grow our people into roles. So the talent shortage that we have is usually made up through finding a good partner or finding a good group of people to help us execute. And so that's, we just look outside of our organization sometimes to get
1: extra help if we need it. And just in terms of the third one, um we all know that technology is the answer to everything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so tell me tell me how you keep away from that rat hole that people, you know, think that the technology solution is the thing that's gonna fix the bank kind of thing.
2: Well if you think about our strategy, we're building a business platform that is right. enabled that is enabled by a technology platform. And so as long as you have your business need well understood. And, your, and what you want to achieve for the business well understood, you should only invoke the technology card when you know what you want to build and how you want to execute. And, and more importantly, if you think about it as a platform, there's some pretty logical things you should do in a digital platform to enable a business platform. Things like having the right uh, automated application programming interfaces, things like having the right data interchange protocol, Things like having standards and metrics to measure SLAs and performance of partners. So if you actually get yourself organized right from a business perspective, it's more straightforward to execute from a digital perspective because you know what you're building. You're not just building something on spec, you're building it for a specific need. The other thing we're doing is, is being very deliberate about which customers we're trying to serve, the value we're trying to deliver, what journeys those clients are going to be on, so that as we think about those things we're building with the end in mind about what we want to achieve in front of the customer or what we want to achieve to enable our employees.
1: So I'm sure that, um, that you'd um, you have some objectives you'd like to accomplish in terms of uh, improving your technology. Is there a particular couple of of organizations that you aspire to be like, or that you like what they, the approach they've taken that you would try to emulate?
2: I think there's, a few companies out there a good example is a bank like uh, cross river bank in the u.s it it is a fintech support bank that basically works with fintechs to bring them to market and help them deliver the goods in the u.s i think we are already on that journey we already work with about 18 partners and uh, some of them are fintechs some of them are traditional more legacy clients or partners um We bring those people to our platform, and we extend what they do, and they extend what we do in service of customers. So anybody who is building that type of a platform, we're trying to emulate, but in the banking and fintech space as opposed to uh, a consumer product space. So um, we're not so bold to say be the next Amazon, but we are bold enough to say that we want to uh, serve our clients well through partnerships and through enabling technology, um, in the financial services space.
1: So the other panacea is data and analytics <laughs> and AI and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure you guys got that all figured out. So tell me how how do you make use of what's promised to be the be-all and end-all, well, we know it isn't, in your business?
2: Yeah, so I uh, used to use the phrase, uh, in God we trust, all others bring data. And so I think it's important to bring the data. So we have an initiative inside the organization to Uh, measure our operational performance in front of the customer and our operational performance on our platform. And so we're calling that operational management boards. And uh, we've got some very good insight coming from those boards now. And uh, we're starting to see some changing in our behavior because we're measuring performance, you know, in a very active way in front of the customer.
1: So business process is the last one of the factors that, uh, that you talked about, yeah. and it's been around forever. So how is it different in today's world, and how are you dealing with that?
2: Yeah, probably the more important part is to start with the client and think about what the client journey is going to be like and what you will, how you want to enable the employee, and then design your business process to do that. And so we have in our digital strategies some client journeys, and we're calling them differentiated client journeys. And we have points of differentiation that are in the strategy that we're trying to operationalize. And so that focus on the client journey and differentiation in the client journey is enabled by the business process, as well as it is enabled by the uh, enabling technology. So we bring the five vectors of change together and you can actually start to make real change in an organization.
1: Yeah, I know that, um, that conduct and risk around conduct uh, and good conduct are things that you're particularly focused on. can you can you tell me how that uh, plays into all this change?
2: Yeah, so good conduct and doing what's right for the customer. Um, we come from a credit union cooperative background and so we actually have a good reputation of serving clients and serving them well and putting their interests first. And so uh, we want to preserve that as we build out our platform. And so you can be assured that through our leadership principles and our culture, we're gonna be maintaining good conduct and putting the clients first.
1: Okay. So so let me see if I got this right. Have the clear strategy, uh, including uh, expectations around conduct, get the right people in the right roles in place, add the secret sauce of the supporting technology, measure, 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 and focus on what the clients want and the, the right outcomes.
2: Yeah. And, and enable employees to execute is the, is the last part of that sentence, just to make sure that we don't set up an, an employee for an impossible task. Make sure they can't actually execute on the
1: problems. So I'm a new executive at a bank. Where do I start? Where, where do I start? <laughs> oh my God! You know this is long list. What would the first thing I would do, or yeah. how would you how would you advise a new exec to deal with this?
2: First principles are understand your strategy. Make sure you know what you want to achieve. Make sure you know the customer you're trying to serve. Make sure you know the value you're trying to deliver, and then they'll, they'll go design for it, and build for it, and execute on it using analytics and data. So. It's probably logical to start with strategy and move to execution, making sure you're aligned with your uh, cultures, and value, culture and values, but also what you're trying to do in front of the customer.
1: Thank you, Neil. I always learn something when I'm talking to you. That's uh, loads, of, loads of insight and information for those who are experiencing similar kinds of issues in, in their organizations. And so this wraps up our episode. I always like hearing your thoughts about today's or our other shows. Keep the conversation going by commenting on LinkedIn and go to our website, it's innovation360.com uh, to listen to more shows, download the transcription from today's show, or to contact today's guest. Thank you. That's Jerry.
0: You've been listening to The Finnovate Show with Jerry Purcell. If you like the show, share it on your network and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can go to www.innovation360.com to listen to more shows, download the transcription from today's show, or to contact today's guest. This is The Finnovate Show, financial services innovators bringing you the future today.